Welcome back to Fringe Spirit, not your love and light podcast. Thank you for joining me once again. Today, we are going to get into something that affects everybody and is something that is important for everyone from adults to children to be aware of and work on, and that is how to protect your energy. So what are we protecting our energy from? Another way to almost think of protection, because one thing with the word protection that you'll find is when you say how to protect my energy or I need protection, it implies that there's something that you need protection from. And so a better way to almost word it and think about it and speak it into reality because our words are vibrations, our intentions are vibrations. So it's more about safety. It's more about sovereignty and maintaining a safe and sovereign energy and energy field. So, however, I am going to use the word protection throughout this because that is something that most people resonate with and think about as much as I do try to get in the habit of changing and adjusting my terminology and wording. Okay, so what do we need to be safe from? What are we protecting our energy from? Essentially, low vibrational energies, other people's energy, other people's emotions, other people's shadows. You know, we essentially, we want to maintain a sovereign self, sovereign energy, and we need to know what is ours and what is not ours. And there, there's there's no reason for other people's energy to really be infiltrating uh, in an excessive way. Okay, so first when we think about keeping a nice clear energy, let's think about our environment that we put ourselves in. So first of all, our home where we live is it's an extension of us. It's an extension of our energy field. Everything within your home while not necessarily always in your energetic field, it is still an extension of you and it still is going to affect you. So we need, to, we don't want to ignore our home and, you know, where we live, where we spend a lot of our space or spend a lot of our time. And this also goes for, you know, if you work somewhere and you have an office, you want to maintain your office in the same way. Obviously, you can't necessarily, you know, have control energetically over the entire workspace, but your own personal space at work, same thing. Think of how many hours you spend at your desk if you, you know, work at a, at a desk or whatever you do for work, right? So our home and the places that we spend a lot of time, it's an extension of us and it's an extension of our energy. So we want to make sure that we are clearing that energy on somewhat of a regular basis. And you don't need to be some, you know, insanely uh, tapped in energy worker, right? You can do things like sage and Palo Santo or incense. Because at the end of the day, when, when it comes to energy work in general, including clearing out our home, it, a lot of it comes down to intention. And the reasons why a lot of these tools work as well as they do is because it is allowing you to place intention into a physical third dimensional object or item. Crystals also, right? Crystals. Some people like salt. Uh, again, the different herbs that you can choose to burn. Even plants, right? Everything is vibrational. So while these things on their own absolutely can help because of the properties and the vibration that they are at, right? Think crystals that, you know, they vibrate at a certain frequency and they all do different things based on those frequencies. However, there is, it is so much more potent if you are placing intention into it. So say you're placing crystals around your home or even plants, right? If you are speaking to them, whether in your mind or out loud, just placing the intention into the crystal or the item. I mean, it can, it can be virtually anything. It doesn't even need to be something like a crystal that already vibrates at a certain frequency. You can, 
you know, anything that you choose that you want to put intention into as you're placing it around your house, give it a job to do. Say, you know, this is the grid to protect my house from uh, outside energies. You know, whatever you're doing, just as long as you're putting the intention into it, it's going to heighten it significantly significantly, which is why you also, you don't need tools. You don't need these physical items. However, they are very helpful, especially for people that maybe are not super visual or are still struggling with fully believing that their intention works in the way that it truly does. Because it, again, it's, it's anchoring and your intention, a thought, right? Thoughts and intentions are these intangible things, right? You can't hold intention and thought in your hand and see it as a physical third dimensional object. So it takes these less tangible things and it grounds it and anchors it into our physical reality, therefore manifesting that intention more potently. So if you feel drawn to any sort of items, objects, you know, crystals, sage, incense, uh, salt, even sigils, you know, different symbols that mean certain things, plants, I mean, so it's limitless. You can use virtually anything. You can use little figurines that have meaning to you, right? If if you are just placing things around because you feel like you should, and you don't actually believe in in the ability for those to do X Y Z, it's not going to work that well. It's all about belief and intention. Okay, so. We can do these things in kind of a preventative way. Think, you know, your crystals or, you know, you place, you know, you can place salt by your front door that is going to prevent uh, low vibrational energies from entering your space. You can put symbols or sigils on your front door. I mean, there's all these different preventative kinds of things, but then we also want to maintain it over time. So we want to clear out the energy. And sometimes that can be through cleaning, right? If you have a routine where maybe Sundays is cleaning day, as you're cleaning, put the intention into it. I want to, I'm cleaning the dirt and the dust, but open the windows and make the intention of while I'm cleaning the dirt and the dust, I am also cleaning the energy and I'm pushing it out the windows and out the doors and I'm clearing the space, right? It works. I'm telling you, it works. You may not believe me, but over time, you will start to believe when you start to see these things come to fruition. Again, you can do things like burning sage or incense or lighting certain candles. You can use different uh, Hertz frequencies. Specific frequencies do different things. So you can find frequencies for energy clearing. You can find frequencies for high vibrational energy, things like that. You can clear all of that stuff out. If you really want to get into the, the energy work side of it, you can learn to move the energy and there's no right or wrong way to do that. Personally, I'm a very visual person. And so something that you can do is visualize almost just like smoky, cloudy energy in your home. It can be anything from kind of like white clouds to gray clouds to black clouds and literally push it out the door visualize like you're pushing it out the door, right? And whatever method you choose, maybe you choose to visualize a fan and the fan is pushing the energy out the door. You know, maybe you are, you know, sucking the energy into bottles and then bringing it outside, right? There's so many, when you choose to kind of tap into the the visual component, I mean, it's limitless because anything that you conjure up with your quote unquote imagination is real and can truly have an effect on everything because you're moving energy, right? Okay. So maintaining our the energy of our home is extremely important. Um, part of that includes portals. You may not see portals. There may or may not be portals that are open in your home. So the way portals work, in my experience, and from everything that I've worked through, is they're they're vibrational. So portals, the thing, the energies that can come through energetic portals are they they match the enter the vibration of the portal itself. So you can have a high vibrational portal that is open and maybe you want to keep that open because that allows your spirit guides to come through or, you know, a, you know, angelics or other beings that you work with. Or if you have low vibrational portals, you want to close those bad boys up because if it's a low vibrational portal that means what it sounds like, low vibrational energies and beings can come through those. 
typically the way portals like that would open up is if you bought the house and it was already open from, you know, the portal was already open from an existing or pre-existing owner who opened the portal or as you're doing work, you know, if you are connecting with your spirit guides or doing any sort of readings or energy work or anything like that, you always want to make sure that at the end of any work you do in the metaphysical world, that you're closing portals. And again, that can be through intention. That can be something that you task one of your spirit guides or spirit animals with doing, you know, hey, spirit guide, you know, if I ever open a portal and forget to close it, can you please close it afterwards, right? It can be as simple as that. It can be through intention. You know, I close any portals that I opened in this session. Or if you're visual, literally visual visualize a portal however you want to visualize it. It doesn't need to actually be what the portal looks like. That's that's very important to know. How you when you choose to visualize things to do any sort of energy work, it doesn't actually have to match what it looks like because things will look different to everyone. So it's it's kind of irrelevant in that way. And just literally visualize closing it. I I personally I use like a motion with my hand where clockwise is opening a portal and counterclockwise is closing a portal. So just make sure that if you are doing any sort of work in your home that you're closing up portals afterwards. If you're not, you probably don't have anything to worry about unless you feel like something is really off in your home. And then the last component of our home is who you invite into your home. So again, your home is an extension of your energy field and the people that you invite into your home, in a way, you're inviting into your energy field. And so if those people are low vibrational or have low vibrational energies attached to them, some of those things can hang around in your home after they leave. So A, be aware of who you're inviting into your space for, you know, first and foremost, and second, you know, when they, you know, you can make intentions before someone comes over. Say maybe it's a family member and, you know, you love them, but maybe they're a little low vibrational or a little toxic, but you love them and you still want to be able to have them over. Well, you still can. And you can make the intention before they come over, you know, when so-and-so walks through the door, you know, no, nothing of a low vibration can come through this doorway and must stay outside. And then when they leave, again, that's a good time to clear out the energy, right? If you have a routine of clearing out the energy in whatever way or method works for you, that is a good time to to do that type of thing. So be aware of who is in your home and in your energetic space. Okay, so back to talking about our environment, right? So, again, the people in our lives. So, not just who we invite into our home, but the people that we open our energy to. So, low vibrational people and, you know, toxic relationships in your life, right? Those are the people, they love gossip. They love drama. They love the pity party. They are, woe is me. They love to complain. You know, they could win a million dollars and they would find something negative to say about it, right? They are the glass half empty type of people. We all know those people, right? And so having those relationships in your life, they drain us. And chances are, if you're listening to this, you recognize that. You recognize that those people in your life, you feel really drained afterwards. Maybe you have anxiety when you're about to hang out with them, or you feel anxious when you're done hanging out with them. You feel exhausted and drained and maybe irritable. Who knows? It can be a variety of different signs and symptoms that you feel. But so, you know, why do they drain us? Why do they drain our energy? Because there are cords that connect the two of you. And if they are low vibrational, then they are kind of sucking and and draining you of your high vibrational energy and leaving you depleted. Additionally, boundaries, right? We, We lack boundaries often, many of us. And... These toxic people kind of feed off of our lack of boundaries. So we have these cords. We, we have, you know, crappy boundaries sometimes. And then a lot of the time we find that we match our energy to their energy. So 
when you are at a different vibration than another person around you, it feels uncomfortable. It feels... It's it's the opposite of that feeling. You know when you're around someone that's kind of on the same wavelength as you and you just feel comfortable and you feel happy and you feel relaxed and you feel content, right? The opposite of that, right? So when someone is vibrating in a very different place than you, it feels off and you both feel it. And we learn usually through childhood by being a people pleaser and trying to make others happy and you know putting other people's needs above ours when something feels uncomfortable we decide we want to make it feel more comfortable so if we're high and they're low we tend to meet them at their low because the chances of the low person meeting you at your high is very 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 unlikely so we tend to match their energy and then we find that we're low and we're drained because we lowered our vibration in order to kind of release this discomfort and to make it feel a little bit better in the moment, even though long term, it's really not a good strategy. Okay, so let's talk about boundaries. Okay, let's let's bring it back to the lack of boundaries and what are boundaries and, and implementing boundaries. So there are so many different types of boundaries, essentially, and boundaries are our our personal set of rules and guidelines for the way that we relate ourselves to the rest of the world. They are specific to us and they do change over time. As we grow and evolve and and, and change, so do our boundaries. And oftentimes boundaries are not actually what you know, we think they are or, you know, what someone else wants them to be. We we tend to think boundaries as like a fence, right? Trying to keep things out. And we 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 think about what we do not want to be in our our energy versus what we do want in, right? So instead of thinking of this is what I would love to say yes to and, and allow into my energy, we're thinking about what we say no to, right? It's not about saying no to others. It's about saying yes to yourself. It's about saying yes to what you want in your space and in your energy and to take up your time and your space and your attention. It's not about saying no. It's about saying yes to you. Does sometimes saying yes to yourself mean saying no to others? Sure. However, sometimes saying no to others is simply just saying no to others, and that can create a resistance, and that brings more of that to you. So if you are so resistant to this, you know, draining, toxic type of person that you hate this type of person so, so, so much that you're like, my boundaries are, I do not want this type of person in my energy, and you're so hyper-focused on, I don't want this in, right? What comes to us, law of attraction-wise, vibrationally-wise, is the things that we're focusing on. So we don't want to focus on what we do not want in. We want to focus on what we do want in. Okay, so essentially, at the end of the day, we we don't want to be creating boundaries from a place of resistance. Because again, when you're at a space of resistance, you're attracting what you are resisting. So we want to shift it from, I need to protect myself from toxic people that drain me, and where we then, you know, put out this shield for protection and you shift it to, I want to attract people who lift me up and are equally giving as they are receiving. And you don't, and then you find you don't need to place these, you know, energetic shields around you anymore because you're not resisting or avoiding these energies. You're simply choosing to attract the the energies that you want in your life, right? Okay. Our boundaries, they're taking into account our personal happiness, our personal integrity, our personal desires, our personal needs, and our personal truth. The roadmap to implementing proper healthy boundaries is by honoring your feelings, And again, this is why boundaries are subjective and it's not one size fits all. And that's why they change over time, right? Okay, so back to environment. We talked about our home. We talked about the people in our lives. We talked about boundaries. And then let's think about, you know, the places that you choose to go. Again, like this is this is where energies are affecting us. If we are going out to the bar 
all the time, right? So are all the people at the bar low vibrational? No. However, there are a lot of low vibrational people at the bar. You know, it's just, it's a place you're, you know, low vibrational people tend to gravitate to. So places that are crowded and parties or, you know, places that have a higher chance of being low vibrational. Those are the places when you find that you're going to a place like, and that doesn't mean just be a hermit and like don't go out into the world. It just means to be aware. If the more self-aware we are of our energetic baseline and where our kind of baseline lies and the energies that are around us in varying, you know, situations, it's easier to determine, okay, I'm feeling this way because of this energy and then I can remedy it. Because one of the hardest things is determining, is this mine or is this, is this not mine? So being aware that, okay, I am going into this place that is low vibrational. Uh, you know, if you are at a low vibrational place and you're going somewhere low vibrational, then you're just going to be a magnet for any low vibrational energies out there. Maybe not the best idea. If you're in a high vibrational state, you know, you're having, you're feeling good. And that doesn't mean you can't go out to these crowded places and all of this. It just means be aware. Make sure you have strong boundaries and intentions placed. And again, there's multiple different energetic um, things we can put in place that we'll talk about later of what you can do to keep these things out of your energy. And then you might find, you know, when you do go to those places, that is why maybe the next day you feel like you want to just hermit and stay alone because you're, you know, you're clearing and cleansing all these energies off of you. And again, this brings you back to energetic hygiene. A good time to work on some energetic hygiene is after you just went to this crowded place or this event or this party or this concert, right? So just be very aware of where you're going. Be aware of the things that are coming into your energy. Be aware of the things you're inviting into your energy or the extension of your energy, which would be your home. Okay, so we talked about environment. So let's talk about our personal energy. So what what would that be, right? That's, you know, that's our our energy body, our aura, our chakras, all of that. So... The biggest thing, like I had said, is learning to understand your own personal baseline in order to understand what is not yours. And this tends to be in a very empathic way. So this is definitely like, you know, being an empath 101, right? We feel other people's energies. We feel their emotions. We can sometimes feel their thoughts. And what happens often is... If we are very disconnected and unaware of our own self, we take those energies on and we take them as our own and then we begin to feed into them, even though it might not even be yours. So we need to really get to a baseline of our own energy. How do we do that? (laughs) Healing, (laughs) more shadow work. So what, you know, we become a lot of us become very disconnected from our own self, right? Maybe we're brought up in a family where it wasn't very safe to talk about feelings and emotions, or you just never felt comfortable or safe expressing yourself. And so much within your subconscious is buried so, 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 so deep that you don't even know who you really are, what you really think, what you really want, and how you really feel. So it really comes back to definitely a lot of inner child work and really dismantling the false sense of self, right? And that's a whole nother subject that you could totally do a deep dive on. Uh, but a sen- the false sense of self is the version of us that's developed in that early childhood phase where we're learning who we are, right? These kids, you know, I think upwards of, you know, zero to seven, roughly. You know, they're, they're developing who they are And because they don't know who they are, right? I mean, as adults, we don't know who we are, but they are (laughs) part of, you know, their biology is they're they're developing that sense of self. And if, you know, as a child, say you were a little boy and you wanted to play with Barbies or you liked the color pink and your one of your parents or grandparents or somebody said, no. Boys don't like pink. Boys don't play with Barbies. You like trucks. You go play with these trucks. And then the child says, oh, okay, well, I guess I don't like pink and I don't like Barbies and I have to like trucks. And it creates 
this false sense of self because now this idea of who I am is I like trucks. I like boy things, you know, quote unquote, traditional boy things because that's what was pushed on me. And it's false because that's not actually who you are. It's what somebody told you to be. Or for example, you know, you scraped your knee riding your bike and, you know, one of your parents said, you know, and you're crying and you're just looking for comfort and support and for someone to just kind of validate your feelings and make you feel better, right? But, you know, one of your parents says, don't cry. Crying is for wusses. Man up and put a Band-Aid on it and, you know, get back to it. You know, that then creates this association when I feel fear or I feel like I need support. It means man up. I don't seek out support. I don't, I do it all myself. And those feelings of fear or discomfort or the desire for support, we bury deep down and we ignore it, right? From just something as simple as that, it creates this false sense of self. So now in the future, when something happens that creates that same or similar feeling of kind of fear or pain where, you know, the instinct would be to seek support and help, we think, no. We don't show our emotions. We don't acknowledge our emotions. And we certainly sure as hell do not ask for help. These are the things that we need to dismantle. So once we begin to dismantle our false sense of self, it's it's basically the bullshit that other people told us that we were. And it's not always done in a way to like hurt a child or, you know, do this purposefully. We do this all the time. And, you know, as a parent, if you're a parent, you know, it's it's hard to to catch yourself in these moments, but we you really have to and want to validate your children and let them be who they are instead of who we want them to be. However, a lot of us grew up where that just is not the case. And it maybe isn't a parent. Maybe it's an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent or a teacher or a caregiver of some sort, some adult authority figure. And so in order to know what is ours, we need to remove the stuff that's already ingrained into us that is already not ours. <laughs> so that means, again, we're doing the healing. We're doing the shadow work. We are clearing all of that out so that when we do have those moments of I feel fear or I, I feel pain and I need help and I need support and I need some, uh, I need to be seen and heard for what I'm going through. We seek that out because that is what's natural to us. And we don't bury it down deep where we ignore it, right? We need to feel our feelings to know our feelings. We need to feel our emotions to know what our emotions are. We need to know the thoughts that we actually have instead of being so programmed into burying them down deep. Because it is so, it is nearly impossible to know what is yours if you don't even know who you are and you don't know what your baseline is. So we need to, we have to do the the healing work and the shadow work and really learn who we are on all of these levels so that when someone else's energy hits us, you know, someone around us maybe, you know, is going through a really hard time. Maybe it's a breakup. Maybe it's a loss. And you get hit with that wave of emotion, And if you don't know where your baseline is and you're not aware of your own emotions and feelings, when that wave of maybe a depressive thought or feeling washes over you, if it, you know, if it comes at you and you know that you're basically, you know, I'm good. I'm happy. I know what's going on in my life. I know what's going on in my thoughts. I know how overwhelmed and stressed I am. And you get hit with that. Then it's easy for you to determine, I don't think this is mine and I'm going to send it back, right? It's not, it's not for me. I'm going to clear it out and, and send it back with some love versus if you don't even know where you're at and you get hit with that and then you think, oh, wow, like, I guess I'm depressed now. And then you kind of feed the depression energy, which then in turn creates the cycle of now you're more depressed because you're feeding that energy, right? And then you're attracting low vibrational energies, which just continue to make it worse. And it's just just this snowball effect. So it, it requires going deep and taking the time. And it doesn't happen overnight. It definitely takes time. But to really understand your own energetic baseline, to be very aware of your emotions and your feelings and your thoughts. All right. So that that's a big one. That's the biggest one, because that's if you don't know 
that other energies are what actually what is actually affecting you. Again, it, like I said, no matter what the energy is, it just creates that snowball effect. And that's what we don't want. We don't want to feed into other people's energies, right? We A, we want to kind of keep them at bay, which is what we'll talk about next. But when they do come in, because it is natural that we know that it's not ours and we don't let it affect us in the way that we would otherwise. Okay, so then the next component essentially is our energetic hygiene, right? And there's a whole episode on that. So I definitely advise you to go check that out. But that means, you know, clearing out your chakras, clearing out your aura, checking for holes in your aura. And this can be whether you go to another person, a healer, or you choose to do it yourself, which we can all do it ourselves 100% maintaining that and it and it doesn't always have to be in this very spiritual like woo type of way because everything overlaps right you know if you are having tons and tons of gut issues that's your solar plexus that's your personal power that's your confidence your self-esteem that's where you're holding a lot of guilt and and, and those types of things so just by physical ailments you can determine where you might need to do some work on your energetic hygiene. Because here's what happens. If you are around other energies, which we are all the time, you you can't escape it, right? You know, even if you live in the, a cabin in the woods, there's still energy around you. There's still spirits and other types of beings that are around you what, that you cannot see. So, A, we want to have a nice, healthy intact aura. We don't want to have holes. And what happens if we have holes in our aura is when we are around other energies, they will, they can infiltrate in through your aura. And then they're, they're likely going to land in probably a chakra that is vibrating at a similar place. For example, if you are around people who don't like to speak up for themselves, they, they tend to get walked all over. They don't know how to speak their truth. They're scared of speaking their truth and speaking their mind and saying what they need to say, right? This is throat chakra. They don't know how to express themselves in a genuine, authentic way, right? And if you have some of those wounds as well, maybe you're working on it. But if so, if your throat chakra also is not you know, at a good healed place, if you have a little hole in your aura and you're around that type of energy, it's going to come in and it's going to gravitate to the place that matches that vibration, which would be your unhealed throat chakra. So we want to keep an up, you know, upkeep on our chakras and our aura. We don't want to be letting these things in, right? Okay. So here are some tools. So one, is essentially what mood are you in? (laughs) If you are in a low vibrational mood, is it the best idea, like I said, to go out to the bar where you're going to potentially be around other low vibrational energies that, again, if you have a hole in your aura and your chakras are not doing too great because you're in a low space, probably not the best idea to go into that space. Or, you know, if you are, again, in a low or triggered space, you certainly don't want to go into a triggered environment, right? So for example, if your mother really triggers you for various ways, maybe she doesn't listen to you, maybe she bosses you around, whatever the case may be, and you, you know, really working on and struggling with, you know, taking your power back from your mom and not letting her, you know, walk all over you, speaking your truth and and speaking up for yourself. And, but you're, you know, you're not in the most high vibrational place, right? You're just feeling depleted and you're exhausted. Maybe you had a long week. Maybe you dealt with a lot of stuff at work that really kind of triggered some of those, you know, power issues, confidence issues, truth speaking issues. Is it the best time to go spend time with your mom? when you're already low and you're already essentially open to the energies that you will receive from mom? Probably not. And that is a boundary thing because the people pleaser would say, oh, you know, I should go hang out with my mom because I promised her I would or she hasn't seen me a long time or she really wants me to. And the proper boundary, the I'm standing in my power and I'm choosing to have boundaries is I'm not in the space. I don't have the capacity for this right now. And 
maybe we need to reschedule, right? So take note of where you are energetically and the mood that you're in and what you're going to go do with your time and put what you're going to surround your energy with. Okay, another tool is uh, the a white light bubble, right? So you can do this as a clearing. You can do this as kind of a preventative. Visualize a white light bubble around your body. And again, it comes back to intention. You don't just visualize the white light bubble. You place intentions into the white light bubble. The intentions being, well, A, whatever you want it to be, but, but B, this is a high vibrational white light energy and I choose to allow it to fill all of the holes in my aura or I choose to keep it, you know, keep my energy so high vibrational that anything that penetrates this bubble automatically transmutes. Because here's the thing, when it comes to transmuting energy, we transmute low vibrational energy typically with high vibrational energy like white light. So you can legitimately make the intentions of this white light bubble is so solid and high vibrational that if anything low vibrational tries to penetrate the edges of this bubble, it automatically transmutes into light, right? You can get creative and you can do whatever you want, right? You can you can choose to have this bubble around you. Maybe instead of it being like a white light bubble that transmutes, it is a bubble that is around you that the exterior of the bubble is a mirror. And all low vibrational energies hit this mirror and essentially bounce back to who they were sent from, right? Get creative. You can do whatever you want, right? There's no right or wrong. There's no, oh, this doesn't work because of this. It's do whatever you want and modify. Maybe day by day, you want to do different things. Maybe you want to choose a different color, right? Maybe maybe you like the the violet flame, right? The, the transmuting violet flame. And you can choose to have that come down in through the crown on the top of your head and right down into your heart where it's going to expand and travel through your entire body, right? And then your whole body is filled and engulfed in this beautiful violet flame energy. And as soon as, you know, it gets to your solar plexus and it comes right out and then it, it engulfs not just your entire body, but your aura, in this violet flame energy, right? You can visualize and make the intentions for whatever you choose. I, you need to, I, if there is one, one thing that I would love to hit home is that, right? Get creative and do whatever you want. Fuck the rules. Fuck what other people say. I'm telling you, you can do whatever you want and it will work and you can modify and you can trial and error, right? I learned things by trial and error. I tried this and this were, this was my result. So maybe I added this or I deleted this, you know, whatever. Depends on the day. Okay. Another one that I love this one and I've heard from so many people that I have shared this with how beneficial it is. It's the vibration scale. So... Back to when I was saying how we tend to match the energy of those around us. If you are one of those people, and this is really important for people who on a regular basis are around low vibrational people. Maybe you're a a therapist or a social worker or a a police officer or, you know, whatever. You work, you're, you have no choice but to be around low vibrational energies, right? Or if you're just extremely empathic and you find that you are drained all the time after being around kind of toxic types of people. It's like this vibrational scale. So close your eyes. Okay. And I'd like you to visualize like, and you can visualize it however you choose. But for those of you who have trouble visualizing, just follow, follow my lead. Close your eyes. Visualize a thermometer, one of the vertical ones that almost like you would see for an uh, outdoor temperature. Okay. Visualize that. Okay. Once you have that, I want you to ask your higher self, higher self, show me on this scale where my vibration is right now. 
and allow it to show you wherever it is. Maybe it's midway, maybe it's higher, wherever it is, right? Hopefully it's mid or high, right? And, and, and if you're high, you know, if you've done a lot of healing and shadow work, it's, it's going to be on the higher side. So if you find it's, it's high, right? Maybe it's three quarters of the way up. Say, okay, higher self, spirit guides. I choose to lock it in place. And you can visualize, you know, visualize it however you want, but make your intention where you see it right now. Burn that into your brain and say, I'm locking my energy right here right now. And nothing that is lower will allow me to dip. I'm going to maintain my energy here. Lock it there. You can literally visualize a lock locking it. All right. And then go about your day and see if you notice a difference from from usual. I love that one. I find it really, really works. But the again, not only is it the intention, it is the belief. If you do not believe that that works. If you're sitting here rolling your eyes or like, yeah, okay. Okay, Trisha. It's not going to work. <laughs> you have to believe it. So if you don't believe it, if you don't believe any of these things, right? If you don't believe you can do energy work, you don't believe that you can do this white light bubble or any of these things, you need to go back to, to the shadow work. You need to go back to asking yourself, why do I not believe that I can do this? right? It's it's going to be a solar plexus among other things type of thing. It's, it's a confidence thing. It's self-esteem. At what point in childhood did someone tell you you couldn't do X, Y, Z, right? Maybe it's past life. Maybe it's childhood. Maybe it's, you know, a five-year-ago thing, right? Go back to the origin. Like, ask ask your higher self, what was the origin? Like, I'm open. I'm open to healing this. I want to know the origin of my lack of belief in myself and my abilities. It may not come through right then and there. Maybe it comes through in a dream. Maybe you start journaling and all of a sudden it starts coming to you. Maybe you're driving and all of a sudden one day, like, you just have this epiphany and aha moment, Right. We need to be able to believe in order for these things to work. Okay. Another thing we can do is call on your guides, your spirit animals, and angels and ask them for help. Give them jobs to do. They want jobs. They're likely not going to do things without your permission. It's it's free will, right? That's a universal law. They are not going to violate free will. They may be throw they may throw you signs, right? Like say you're low and you're about to like go out to the bar which is just going to make you lower. <laughs> you might, maybe you have trouble finding your keys. Maybe your car doesn't start. Uh, you know, maybe it just all, maybe all these little obstacles kind of come into your, into your reality. And that could be your guides kind of trying to deter you from doing that, right? They're not necessarily overriding your free will, but they're trying to give you the signs to say, you know what, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not going to go out right now. Okay. So give them jobs to do. So as an example, there was, so I clean houses for a living as part of my other job. I, I clean houses and I run French Spirit. So there was this one house years and years ago that I used to clean. And every time I'd show up at this house, I, I, I as soon as I would go inside, throughout the course of cleaning the house, I would get more and more irritable I could see the dark entities in the house, but again, free will and morals and ethics, I don't touch the energy of somebody else's house or somebody else's self without their permission. So it's not my place to transmute or clear out these entities. I have to coexist with them while I'm there. But this was before I knew how to do a lot of the things I know how to do now. So I knew that they were there. I knew they were affecting me. I would leave with a migraine and I would leave extremely irritable every single time. I dreaded this day of the week. Dreaded it. It ruined my whole day. And I knew it, which sucked. And I just didn't know what to do about it. So one day I pull into the driveway and I say, spirit guides, whichever one of you I can task with this. While I'm in this house, every single time, please do whatever you need to do to prevent the energies in this house from affecting me. That's all I did. From that day on, not once did I leave with a migraine and not once did I leave irritable. It works. 
it were it sounds silly to give these etheric beings that you probably can't even see jobs to do, but it works. So utilize it. Okay. Another another tool. Again, if you get hit with a bout of sadness or depression or anxiety kind of out of nowhere, or you're just, you know, woke up kind of on the wrong side of the bed and you're just feeling off. You're not, you know, you're feeling something that doesn't feel great. You're stressed out or whatever, right? Literally ask, you know, take a moment, stop what you're doing, close your eyes, take some deep breaths, try and kind of center yourself in whatever way works for you. Maybe that's sitting outside. Maybe that's, you know, looking at a fire, sitting by water and just ask in your mind, is this my energy? Right? You're asking your higher self, is this my energy? The first thing that pops into your mind is your answer, most likely. Yes or no, right? And if the answer is no, if you say, is this my energy? And right away, and sometimes the the no comes in before you've even finished asking the question because you had the thought to ask the question and the energy, you know, things are responding to the thought, not so much the words. So sometimes it comes in even before you finish the sentence. But if you ask, is this my energy? And you just have that gut feeling no, or you hear no, or you just know that the answer is no. The first thing that pops into your head, right? That's usually your higher self answering it, where your ego is what comes after, right? The ego is the is the delayed response. The higher self is typically the very, 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 very first thought. If the answer is no, it's not your energy, affirm it. Say, I send back all energies that are in my aura or energetic space to their owner. Right? Say it three times in a row with conviction, empowered. Again, believing that you're sending it back, right? And you can ask your guides to assist with that, right? Ask them, you know, all of the energy, you know, stuck within me, attached to me from other people, I choose to send it all back to to its owner. Uh, You know, please assist me with doing so. Another thing you can do in, in either that same situation or just on the regular is visualizing a vacuum tube, you know, like when you take the hose out of the vacuum to suck up small things and take that, you know, visualize holding it up to each of your chakras and sucking all of the low vibrational foreign energies out. Suck it out, right? Whether they're low vibrational energies due to your own trauma that you're generating yourself or foreign energies from other people, it's going to suck it all out. And we definitely don't want other people's low vibrational energy clogging up our personal chakras, right? So suck all that energy right out. Another, this is my favorite, this is my go-to. I do a lot of my energetic hygiene and maintenance in the shower and You can do it in any way that you want. You can visualize the water pouring in through the top of your head, you know, as you're standing under the water. Visualize it going into your crown. Visualize it glowing white. Visualize making the intention, you know, whether or not you're visual. Maybe you're not visual. The intention is the water that is hitting the top of my head is high vibrational and it is entering into my energetic body through my crown chakra And it is washing through each one of my chakras, clearing out all of the low vibrational energy within each chakra, going down one at a time from your crown to your third eye, to your throat, to your heart, to your solar plexus, to your sacral, to your root, right? And then down your legs and washing out your feet. And if you are visual, maybe it looks like black water coming out your feet washing right down the drain. All of the energy, wash it down the drain. Maybe, maybe in the shower, your go-to, maybe you, maybe the water kind of urges the low vibrational energy trapped within your energy body or your aura to almost seep out of your pores and wash off of you down the drain, right? Again, get creative, but shower is an amazing time because again, this is allowing us to attach intention, which is very intangible, to something tangible like water, to something to anchor it into our physical reality, which then manifests it as, 
as reality. And water is extremely cleansing and clearing and is a beautiful element to use in your cleansing energetically, right? When we're washing our bodies, we're washing our energy. My kids wash their energy in their shower. That's part of their shower routine. They don't know any different, right? It's just part of it. You don't just wash your physical, you wash your your energetic as well. Okay. Other other tools, again, crystals. I I truly believe you can put any intention into any crystal. Uh, however, of course, there are crystals, mostly your black, your black crystals like black tourmaline, obsidian, kyanite, and onyx. They typically are very protective in clearing and cleansing. So you can use those in any way. You can create a grid throughout your house. You can put it in the four corners of your house. Again, place the intention into it. Give them a job. If Say if you place them in the corners of your house, visualize or intend that it's connecting and creating like a perimeter border, Right. Get creative, but you know, you can use crystals and you can also use like crystals that promote high vibrational energy, right? And so you attract more high vibrational energy. Again, if you feel drawn to things like, like symbols that, that mean something to you, you can wear them, you can use them, things like that. And then for your home, like I said, you can use salt. Sometimes people use black salt. You can use it as the perimeter, put it around the perimeter of your home. You can use physical salt or you can literally visualize placing salt around the perimeter of your home. You can uh, place out a cup of water or water with salt that will absorb the low vibrational energies in your home. Uh, Crystals in your home, just like you can wear crystals, sigils and sage and again, frequencies, sage, palo santo, different herbs that, you know, you can you can cleanse with the, with the smoke that is produced when you burn them. Okay, so in a nutshell, we want to create a safe sovereign energy where we know what is ours and we're allowing only in what we choose to allow in. And have our proper boundaries it's which is all about what we want versus what we don't want we don't want to place focus on the things that we fear or hate or dislike or resist right it's just going to bring more of that into our lives so think about right back to back to the boundaries your personal happiness what brings you joy your integrity your desires your needs and your truth Honor your feelings when choosing how and what to implement boundary-wise. And I hope this helps. And we'll, t- we'll talk more next time. Bye.